0: Are all of our fingers similar sizes, fingers I wonder? Three fingers
1: mouth. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, close. that's how it works with in, at the bar. Tom, so. do your
0: fingers always shake like that?
1: Yes. Why? Because I drink too much coffee and get not enough sleep.
0: And welcome to the Outpost Podcast. I'm Lacey, and I'm sitting in the comfiest chair in the room. Who else do we have with us today?
1: Tom's well, second comfiest. You're still chair. Tom. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, still Tom.
0: And Mark. And the other Mark. Yes, wonderful.
1: AKA Davron. Good job. Fifty percent, Mark. Eighty percent, Mark.
0: Welcome back to podcasting, friends.
1: Second best. Mark. Hi, welcome back, podcasting friends. <laughs>
0: have you have you missed it? Yeah. Yes. Why? you haven't (laughs) I
1: I felt like that was the answer you were looking for (laughs) (laughs) I missed it for you guys
0: what does that even mean I missed it for you guys
2: well
3: if it makes you happy then I'm happy I guess (laughs) I
0: guess oh my gosh happy
2: wife happy life he'd rather be like cooking his pizza on that stone oven it's tonight that's happening tonight
0: so we have a new space that we're recording in okay So as we have been gone from the office for a few months, there has been a little bit of remodeling happening and so no longer are we shoved in the corner by the bathroom with paint spills all over. Is it paint that spills? We're
1: calling remodels? it paint? We don't I'm know sure. what it is because really. that's the most comfortable thing to assume as opposed to goo yeah. Yeah, goo is the clean alternative.
0: So now where are we? What do we have now, Tom?
1: Now we're in our audio visual closet. AV. That's right. We're in the media room. AV, baby.
0: Which right now has nothing in it. We got, we pulled... got us in it.
1: We pulled some cozy furniture in here. It's got the most important thing. Us. There's no sound deadening, sound absorbing stuff in here yet, so we piled in a bunch of like
0: hoodies
1: and pillows, and
0: I'm hoping that'll absorb as much of it as possible. Spread
1: some blankets around, so it kind of looks like we're going to take a nap or
0: have a fort. Mm -hmm. Who says we're not taking naps? I already took Mm -hmm. mine on the couch today. Mm. All right, yes, already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a response to me looking at my watch.
0: What's I believe this? that we have a few community questions in our mailbag. We
1: do. Z- All right.
0: <laughs> that was the fastest to zip open of the mailbag so far.
1: <laughs> the mailbag's over itself. Okay. <laughs> what self-care ritual or practice have you adopted during the Rona to keep yourself sane?
2: Woo.
1: And are you sane? <laughs> did you effectively do this? <laughs>
2: I thought I was sane, but I realize now that I've gone more insane since my isolation. I have been forming a relationship with my Peloton, though, which is good.
1: That sounds healthy. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, does it have a name? No, no name <laughs> yet. I would it name probably it. should. Tony. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a relationship,
0: Tony. With
1: it, it's not gonna be
2: Tony. I can promise you that. How about you? What's Jaffron? wrong with
0: that name? Why are you all looking like that?
1: Uh-huh. All it's right, a good so- name
0: Peloton Tony Peloton oh, Tony you understand I
1: really did not put that Come together on. I thought you were just saying Tony
0: no I'm better than that Peloton. so self care how have you been caring for yourself Daffron
3: Crocs sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> Netflix binging
0: what color are your Crocs
3: copious amounts of pizza that's pretty much it and mm-hmm. I don't think I missed anything
0: <laughs> but really what color a- a are, lot are your Crocs isolation black they are yeah mm-hmm
3: I've been getting in on the bike. I spent the first two weeks kind of just like hunkered down and like, and I started to get depressed. And so, yeah, riding the bike, even when I don't feel like it, I generally don't feel like riding the bike. Probably like, you don't feel like being on the Peloton. Getting on Tony. You always feel better when you're done doing it. So yeah, riding the bike, walking the
2: dog. I feel good because it's a healthy choice. Yeah. I don't really always want to do it now. The novelty has worn off and now it's chore, but I do feel markedly better two hours after I have really hit it hard. My body feels really good. It feels terrible for the 15 minutes afterwards, like gross, Mm -hmm. but then two hours later I feel invincible.
1: So Mm -hmm. it's a trade off. It's a mental game. I guess my thing is similar. I've been jogging more.
0: I've been making friends with birds you know, normally during the spring season, I would be coming and going, taking the kids to school, going to the office, et cetera, et cetera. And now staying home and in one location at one time, I'm starting to see the rhythms and patterns of the birds that actually live around my space and understanding which ones start talking at which times of day and which ones make what kind of calls. And I've, I've never really been interested in that before, but bird friends.
2: There really are no birds. You just made them all up, is that right?
0: No.
1: Yeah, they're placing calls. So they're that's real? interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh
2: it, my it
0: gosh.
1: <laughs>
2: Got little cell phones.
1: There's a whole like yeah bird conspiracy of. I see where this is going.
0: My self care ritual has been staying away from you all. That's what it has been.
2: then you're super healthy now.
0: <laughs> me and the birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you could go bird friends, if you could go back to college or to college and take a class in something that you feel like would have been particularly useful for you to know now, what would it be?
0: Okay. I have an answer. then give it. I took one. <laughs> I took one geology class in college and I loved it. It was really easy for me to memorize like the types of structures that happen naturally and catalog that information. And the reason why I think more geology classes would have been helpful is there is so much depth and understanding that can be gleaned from how the earth around us became the way that it is. That if I could walk around knowing more about why the environment and landscape is the way it is, I think I would be able to have greater depth in all of the content that I'm creating.
1: That is an unexpected and cool answer.
0: Good. I'm glad.
1: If I could go back to college, it would just be spreadsheets and language. Yeah. Like if right now I was a spreadsheet power BI master and Mm -hmm. I could speak three languages, like what else do you really need to succeed in life? (laughs) snacks
0: king of spreadsheets that's what tom wishes
2: i feel like we've been in college a little bit with all the science we've been studying for unsettled past few years you know biology and robotics and formal and applied sciences and engineering and all these things that to tell a story you have to have some foundational truth. And so I feel like I've been doing a lot of that's
1: true. I I have impressed my kids randomly lately. But that's not magma, that's lava. You know
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Daphne? Architecture? Sure.
3: Yeah. That's probably I was into that in high school a little bit and excelled at it, but I think that's probably what appreciation for architecture.
0: That makes sense. It's like art and design in, you know, IRL mm-hmm. in real mm-hmm.
2: life. Earl Frank Lloyd Wright, Frank oh, Gary, yeah, all, yeah. the mm-hmm. all the
3: Franks.
1: All the Franks. All the Franks. Little Sinatra in the background
0: <laughs> yeah. stepped up my Frank studies.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I've recently, recently been watching stuff on YouTube during the quarantine about Frank Lloyd Wright. And of course, I've always been familiar with the falling <laughs> water, his like most famous. But anyway, I never really got into looking at any of the other houses and they've I've been watching these like virtual tours where people walk through and I was watching one and it, you know, of course it looks very modern. It looks, but, but I'm thinking, so, so it fits in today's architectural scheme of being very modern and minimalistic. And then I'm looking at that property and I'm going, oh, it's probably 1938 or 40. No, it's built in the 1900s and like no. all these houses all around it are like. Do you mean 1800s? Uh, or like early, early like 1900. 1901 or got like 1902 it. or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? And he was just so far ahead. It's just, it's mind blowing. And he created a lot of his own furniture. I didn't know that. And to fit the spaces. And so anyway, that's been really fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
3: I would study art. Would have started that. Yeah.
2: Big time. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. What else we got, Tom?
1: We have a bunch else, but most of them are a little more current eventy about some of our games and upcoming products and stuff and we're going to save those for a new thing that we're doing that will be coming out soon what's
2: that Lacey
0: a live stream Yep. live stream live stream it's one of my favorite forms of medium Mm. I like having to manage all of you but then I don't get bored having to listen to you all the time I can look at the questions that are coming in and you know go from there it's really a nice medium for me that
1: is a nice escape yeah we're going to start doing regular live streams as part of our ongoing stuff
0: and then we're excited okay so can I please have transition music main topic <laughs> that little
1: <hat> crush.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolute home run.
0: Oh, I miss Derek so much. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Tom and I were working through coming up with a main topic for today. And the one that we landed on is one that I think is very timely for us right now. There is just a lot of painful emotions that people are working through right now across the world. Okay. And What's great about pain is that sometimes pain becomes pressure, 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 and can allow you to take your emotions and turn it into something beautiful, something that connects people, something that feels human. And I know that all of us in the room have found that creativity is just a wonderful way for us to be able to process and express emotions that we might be feeling. And so I'm hoping that we can have a conversation today about how and why we use creativity to help us process some of these painful emotions. Are you all prepared for that?
1: Rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Super excited about this painful conversation.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm going to start us off by, I mean, honestly, vindication, the board game, that was the first thing that came out. Mark was kind of born out of some pain that you were feeling too. Is that correct? For
1: sure. Orange Nebula comes from a bad place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Most good things do. Yeah. And I think that's the point. Yeah. I, if I'm honest, I was deep into my career. I'm not the youngest man anymore, but was deep, deep into my career and very, very burnout and very discouraged and probably depressed and felt a little bit broken and decided I just was going to stop doing the routine that catered to everyone else's expectations. And then I just needed to make something. I needed to bring something out of myself to create something that theoretically could connect people. And so that thing was vindication, the board game. And I did it for years. I, I spent a lot of time working on it and it became a huge outlet for my passion. And I think the coolest thing about passion is it draws other people in, it gets more passion one of the greatest lessons I've learned is what to do with that. And then I, I really can't live without that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's changed my perspective. And I think pain is a necessary part. A lot of times for transformation, you can conform to other people's expectations from, from an outward perspective or you can transform from an internal perspective. And I think the real insight happens when you have a lot of time to reflect on pain and then you choose a healthy outlet for that pain and you can express it in a way that actually connects people and educates and and expands perspective. End of sentence.
0: It was really good. <laughs> I just want to be quiet, see if you'd keep talking because you had a lot of good stuff in there. Would you all agree that oftentimes pain does become this catalyst for change and change is usually the start of Creating something right change means that you have to kind of take an action to make something different than what it is to transform Would you agree that in your experience pain has kind of been that catalyst for starting to create something new? Do something different?
1: I think sometimes when you brought up this topic and i've got to thinking about it I realized how often in my own life I have used creativity to process my own emotions and the only change it has affected is that I have processed the emotions. It hasn't necessarily changed the world or influenced people around me in any big grand way. But just looking back at my childhood and most of the creative things that I've done in my life, things that I've written, things that I've made, whatever, almost all of them, I could probably point to a set of feelings or a particular struggle or something that I was either directly working through or recontextualizing or escaping with some other creative thing that was totally the opposite of what I was going through. And I think that is the beauty of dealing with heavy emotions through creativity is that it can be whatever you need it to be. You can be as creative as you want with your creativity to deal with the things. So write a story that's an analogy for what you're going through and actually work through the thing Mm -hmm. or you know don't be so on the nose you know and do something completely different make a fantasy game just to escape this other thing or you know make a rock band where you just scream about your dad the whole time you know but that's it's a better way of processing it than than hurting other people hurting other people Mm -hmm. and so i think creativity as an outlet serves you in whatever way you need to be served, which is what makes it so powerful.
0: One thing that I want to talk about that I think we can all probably find examples for is you talked about escape, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that creativity is such a good escape from the negative emotions, or I don't want to say negative, but painful emotions. Do any of you have examples of how you use creativity to kind of escape a little bit from what you're feeling?
2: It's interesting because I think I started the vindication project with the intent to escape. And what I found was that my perspective on pain changed. Let me explain that for a second. So I used to think that pain was something just to be avoided because everybody hates it. What I realized is that pain is an indicator is a signpost that something needs attention. And it is a healthy thing to have. It's a healthy thing to feel. It points to the thing that needs attention. So if it's emotional pain or physical pain, if you have a toothache, then you know that there's something wrong and you just need to go get that addressed. And once you do that, the pain goes away because it doesn't need to be addressed anymore. I think for me, I don't want to project on anybody else, but I think for me, when I feel pain, I I really try to isolate the root as much as I can. And it usually involves other people's perspectives and not just my own, which is so limiting. I don't know if this goes anywhere to where your question was asking me, but I think the escapism was the first instinct, but it kind of led to maybe a different perspective on pain. And I think you can build up healthy patterns over time if you really work on that.
0: You know how we've talked before about how the creative process has different steps, right? And some of those steps are having the idea right in the forefront of our mind, mm-hmm. right? Where we're processing directly through the thoughts about the thing. And then there are other stages where it has to cook in the back of yeah, your A head.
1: subconscious element that needs to come in.
0: Yes. And sometimes I think the creative escapism allows us to move into that other mindset, to move it out of our critical thinking and into our more, I don't know what to call it, but that more processing thinking that's happening behind the scenes so that we can look at the problem from a different space, Mm -hmm. a different mindset because we've created, we've made something beautiful. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I think sometimes when you're going through something, it's so heavy and so distracting, it's impossible to look away from. Mm -hmm. And you need to, because you need to take that step back to calm down and see the forest for the trees mm-hmm. but you have to distract yourself and so in that act of distracting yourself this processing happens in the background and then oftentimes finds its way into what you're working on which i think is kind of what mark was saying with the game you know it starts off as an escape but then as in the background you work through things the solutions that your brain has found in the back start working their way to the front you know when i first
3: found out about the topic in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I don't immediately run to art to like save everything. Like sometimes you're so bummed out, distracted, anxious, whatever emotion you're feeling, I just need to get away from all of it. So, and that ties into what you're saying. Like total escapism, maybe it means going off the grid for two weeks, no devices, no creativity, no input, but you can't really ever escape the creative mind, like you're saying. It'll manifest somewhere else through that process of complete escapism. But anger's something that can be expressed. So it's going to come out like visually for us because we're visual creators. Yeah,
0: I'm going to give a couple examples of things that I do that are creative outlets. And I would love to know if any of you do them as well because you talked about it like art, right? You know, I don't just run right to art to try to fix everything. But to me, I don't think it's just what what people would classically think of as art. I think cooking can be a beautiful, creative outlet. I think gardening can be a beautiful, creative outlet. Dance for you. Dance, absolutely. And I
3: was thinking like, you know, I've already talked about it before, but my snowboard BMX, more of an expressive type outlet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up in a very painful childhood and I just – The best solution for me was to get away from my home. The vehicle to do that was my BMX bike and, you know, go to the skate park, go here, go there and express myself and all that junk out.
2: I think performance is expression sure, and Mm -hmm. and it is creativity, even in a very traditional sense. I think, you know, dance, even traditional dance or Mm -hmm. sport or those types of things. I think you can definitely use those as a conduit for your emotions and fuel yourself. I mean, I think a lot of people know this pain is, is a very powerful and potent fuel to improve yourself. And sometimes you're just doing it to vent, mm-hmm. but it's a healthy vent. There are a lot of unhealthy events too, but I think performance and putting pressure on yourself to improve and get better and learn. And sometimes even be a role model or help educate others or share your experience is where the most positive, you know, outcomes can be born from.
1: Yeah. I think there is a lot of change in ourselves and in the world and progress and new discoveries that can only happen through darkness. And sometimes the only way to understand those things healthily is to Embrace them through some sort of creative outlet, but Mm -hmm. you need to that darkness needs to be embraced and what is a healthy way to embrace it and very often creativity is a good way to do that.
0: When I felt during this, you know, last two months or so that has been quite tumultuous when I felt like the most powerless, right, I felt like I had the least amount of hope. I'm not a gardener. Okay. But I have these like little buckets that I'm filling with dirt and putting seeds in and I'm organizing them. And I felt like I couldn't fix everything in the world and everything that was hurting me. So instead I just took that energy and I just focused it on creating something, you know, making something better. And especially as somebody myself who is more of a digital creator, right? Most of my content is digital. There is something really magical to me about actually creating something physical that I can look at and point to and say, I did that, you know, and just the process of taking a few hours to be out in nature, creating something beautiful that was going to continue to grow based on the effort that I put in during that time, just aligned me more to the things that I can do and the power that I can take action with IRL. Here's
1: something I see with my kids is they will take things that they're feeling heavy emotions about. And like you're saying, they they kind of want to take control of them so they can manipulate them a little bit until it makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. So like a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were having a pretty heavy conversation about some stuff. And after some time had passed. My son came up to me and he had drawn these series of pictures of us. And, you know, here's you when you were yelling daddy and here's mommy when, when she was looking sad and here's you when you're just looking at mommy and he'd drawn these series of pictures and explained how we were feeling in each one of them. And then he went in the other room and he started like, playing out this whole interaction between the two of us, where there was like tense conversation. We were talking about these things that obviously neither of us were happy about, but then he brought it around to where we were being loving to each other and kind to each other and then got back into heavy things. And so he was sort of re moving those pieces around and find, okay, you know, people can have this tense conversation, but they also still love each other and these things can coexist. And that's interesting. And he's at the same time, my daughter went into the other room and she was noodling on the piano And doing little frustrated voices. So she was doing the exact same thing, but but she was doing it with music. I had this very interesting moment where they were both actively processing through creativity Mm. this tense moment that they didn't like and trying to come to terms with it. And I think we probably as adults do the same thing in ways that aren't quite as obvious, Mm -hmm. but it has made me be a little more aware of. Am I doing that? Should I be doing that? Like, Mm -hmm. what can I be learning from the way my kids are processing this thing that I could be modeling? We keep talking about modeling our kids, but I think it's a good way to go through life. Mm -hmm. End of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) It's really
2: inspiring to watch other people go through these things, right? Like every amazing drama, TV series, movie has to have conflict. It has to have some sort of trauma or problem that someone's overcome because we can all kind of relate not to every issue but we we all are human and we we share these emotions right you know that's really one of the things that drives us at origin nebula you know our purpose is to inspire people to think bigger and unlock their own creativity and hearing you talk about how your kids are processing not only changes your perspective but now that you've shared it you know it makes all of us more aware like what we do you know, has a ripple effect and it goes beyond ourselves so much further than we think it does because we're processing our pain and sometimes we're processing other people's pain too and trying to empathize. You know, the lack of empathy is where problems happen, right? And I think we can all agree that talking, sharing, you know, expressing, creating some type of a connection that comes from that thing, that darkness or whatever we want to call it, can be one of the best possible things for the world. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's, you know, performance. Maybe it's something that you make.
0: Because you used the word when you were talking about vindication at the beginning, too, that you were hoping it would be something that would connect people, right? Because most of the time when we're feeling this pain and and this darkness, we feel alone, right? And just the sharing of the feeling that you have connects you with other people because you're not alone in it.
2: I'll go there for a second. So I made the game because I felt like my life didn't matter. I felt like my life wasn't having an effect or any type of an impact on anybody. And I could not stand the thought of my daughters being modeled that I wanted to make something that I could call my own. That wasn't going to be messed with by a client, or I didn't need anybody to kind of tell me how it needed to be done. I just wanted to make something and I wanted to inspire my kids that they can do anything that they can make something. And Those were my initial motivations and now I've just kind of unlocked something in myself and I just want to do that with others and project that because there's so much on the other side
1: of that wall once you confront that. So my children's art is saving the world. Yes, Yes, I knew it.
0: (laughs) Okay, at the risk of sounding really basic, when I went just a couple weeks ago on just a little mini vacation. I stayed in an Airbnb for a couple days with my kids to kind of just get some space. I brought one of those dumb little adult coloring books, you know, that like it's got a little drawing and it's, it's like segmented out into so many different pieces. And I bought a new colored pencil set and like, I would not consider myself in the least bit artistic. Okay. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. Fine. But like, mm, Mm -hmm. I can't draw anything. I can't, you know, but like, I worked on one piece for like all three days that I was there. And it was just something that allowed me to take this desire that I constantly have to create and do and kind of channel it into something simple, something calming. And in the end, have something beautiful to show for it. Right. So I don't know. I I think I'm on the adult coloring book bandwagon. Did you
1: burn any candles and jars while you were there?
0: Candles and jars? Yeah, is, and that jar an, candle. is that also like, a basic? Like
1: Yankee candles? No. Oh, you're fine then.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: I burn candles. Not Yankee
2: candles, but scented candles. A basic. Base. <laughs> where,
1: where you all? you also color in. <laughs> <laughs> Any one basic thing is fine. Two basic things. You know
2: what, we what I appreciate about I don't do that, and I haven't really done that,
1: but my
2: observation from a distance of people who do that has nothing to do with the image it has to do with what you're thinking and what you're feeling while you're doing it. And that's and the that's thing. Really I'm
1: powerful. curious, were you thinking or feeling anything? Or was it was that the joy of it that you were focused that, on this little artistic thing and you were thinking nothing?
0: That's what it is. It's like this escape from critical thought. It's this escape from having to go linear A, B, C, D, here I go, getting done my to-do list. You know?
1: That's how I feel about painting minis. Something that I've done three times in my life. Literally three days ever have I sat down and painted minis. But all three of those times have been like watershed moments in my life that I remember. Like I was so focused on what I was doing that everything else went away, which never happens for me. And it was so purifying that like I literally have a spot in my basement that is my minis place
0: it's been used three times
1: literally never been used (laughs) since we moved into this house four years ago but it exists there just because the hope of that moment (laughs) like just knowing that i could go and paint minis for a day and it's the nothingness that you're describing yeah yeah making things with your hands
0: you know we've talked about you cooking a lot and i wanted to kind of tap into that a little bit here when you are creating like that do you have that same kind of escape from critical thought
3: It is an escape. You know, I can go home after a stressful day and, you know, your mind is exhausted, but, you know, know, my wife will question, well, why do you want to go through all this trouble when we can just simply go out to eat or whatever? And for me, it's not trouble. I think I've mentioned that before that it is an escape. I'm able to focus on what I'm doing and not pay attention to what, you know, the deadlines and all that stuff will be there once dinner's over. But
0: do you like it to be beautiful? what you make
3: like the presentation stuff Mm -hmm. no i'm not thinking like is this instagram worthy or (laughs) Mm -hmm. mostly tastes like yeah Mm -hmm. process though is really important to you i don't like to get rigid either with recipes or so i'll make sauces and stuff and i won't follow any i can't stand it unless you're baking which is more that's what's cool about the pizza making that i've been doing it marries some scientific elements from baking because baking is more precision based you know and it marries being a chef where you can just kind of wing it. So it's like the combination of both, which is really cool. Um, but yeah. For those of you who don't know, I am a pizza addict, and my name is Mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mark.
3: That's
2: an understatement. <laughs>
0: I noticed kind of on a similar line to yours with your kids, Tom, I've been divorced for like three years. And so like at about one year mark, when my daughter turned about you know six or seven, I start seeing these drawings that shows like before, after. And it has like our family together and then it has our family in two spots, you know, and that was interesting to witness, you know, just these little drawings of how they are processing what was and what is by drawing it in a two-dimensional way
1: do you find that encouraging as a parent
0: to me it seems like it is evidence of processing which is better than evidence of suppressing so yes that's
1: how i always feel about that kind of thing too Mm -hmm. my son went through a phase where everything he drew was crying like all characters were crying for like three weeks at first it's sort of you there's this instinct to question, like, why is everyone crying? Are you okay? What, mm-hmm. What's with the crying? But then you realize, like, no, he's just exploring crying. Mm-hmm. Next week, everyone may be beating each other or hugging each other or running away from it. You know, like he's just <laughs> slowly working through all the different ways that people feel. Mm-hmm. But in a healthy exploration space, mm-hmm. Lego characters also explore sometimes heavy themes.
0: Barbies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Barbies were a great outlet for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's good for us as adults to remember that like as kids, there was no shame and there was just an instinct to explore things through play or through creation. And as adults, we still have the need to explore things. But I think oftentimes what happens, because there's so much freaking input in our lives We don't explore what we're feeling or what we're thinking. We just sit there and stuff comes in and stuff comes in and stuff comes in and all our things build up and build up and build up inside. And because we don't take time to unplug from the input and do some sort of personal output, we don't work through anything at all. And that's when we all turn into a-holes.
0: Yeah, that's one point that I wanted to hit on before we were done, too, is just the balance between creation and consumption, You know, there are so many outlets, so many media outlets that barrage us right now. You know, if you have the news and you've got Instagram and you've got all your social media and constantly, if you wanted to constantly, you could have a drip feed of information coming at you, content, content, content at you. And you have to actually manually make yourself turn it off, move to a new activity Because I don't know about you, but I do get sucked into that consumptive. Is consumptive a word? It sounds. It is
1: now. Does consuming ever help you process anything? No. Me neither.
2: Yeah, the problem is it's customizable to everything that you want. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you have this fire hose of information that connects with your soul and everything in life that you love. You've been able to filter only those good things and but there's so much of it I mean you you literally can't process it all mm-hmm. but because you love and you're addicted to what you're seeing, it takes mental discipline to actually have a balance in your life. And I think yeah that's a whole other topic that we could talk about mm-hmm. is you know the attention is the commodity in our culture and it's hard too because when you create something you go through this whole process and you and you take your pain, and you process it and then you convert it through creativity into something that the world can benefit from, you kind of hope that people will take notice that you can share your story with people who care because there's so much information out there could just easily get lost too, which is a whole nother issue.
0: One thing that Elizabeth Gilbert writes about is that sometimes I feel this way. I'll create something But I want affirmation from other people that validates that I've done something well, right? I want that outside validation, outside validation. And one thing she talks about is the importance of creating something only because of you. Like you create it for you and it doesn't matter what the reaction is from public. If you create it for you, then it's going to be true and authentic and it will resonate with other people. Yeah. And you just don't worry about other people in your creative process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's super important. My big takeaway from this conversation right now is people need an output.
0: Mm-hmm. If you don't
1: have an output, you're not going to process stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm similar to you too, where if I am creating something in a public space, my creation becomes less about me processing and more about me maximizing people's reaction. Yes. And that doesn't help me process anything.
0: hmm
2: you have to take in and you have to give out. If you don't give out, then what is in you becomes stagnant, Mm -hmm. right? It's like water. You have to have a flow. Whatever inspires you is what comes in and whatever you make is what goes out. And if you are just a consumer and you don't give, I think you become very stagnant and self-focused and you're not part of the solution. There's so much opportunity there.
0: I always think about it like trees, okay? You know, when you look at a tree and you can see the fruit that it's bearing, right? You can see the limbs that are reaching to the sun, but you don't always notice or remember that simultaneously in order for it to grow up, it also has to grow down. So all of these roots and little tendrils of roots have to grow deep, 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 deep in order for it to grow tall, 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 tall. And so, if we're not processing deeply, 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 then the fruit of what we're going to be making and creating is just going to wither comparatively.
1: There's no shortage of fruit bearing metaphors in the world, and, and they're all <laughs> for good. Sure, you,
0: know. <laughs> you see, geology, that- I, geology, biology, give me more of those college classes.
2: Yeah.
0: Give me more. Also snacks. Is there Thai food waiting for us out there right now? (laughs) Me?
3: Are you going to have Thai food? Yes,
0: I'm going to have Thai food too. Second lunch. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Does anybody have any other outlets that they want to communicate right now or that they feel like we have missed out on that?
2: No. The other thing I would say from my experience is a lot of people don't do something because they're afraid that it won't be perfect and it won't be accepted. And I think you touched on it a couple minutes ago. Don't do it for them. Don't do it for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Just do it for you. If you don't feel comfortable showing it, then don't show it. But I recommend that you do because you're going to touch somebody with it, whatever it is. And, you know, we've had this conversation before. Even if it sucks the first time, even if you're not happy with it, just do it anyway because you're getting all the bad versions out of the way. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get. If it's writing, if it's photography, if it's art, if it's design, if it's whatever it might be. Just do it. That's why you're here, you know, and other people need it more than you
0: think. My last favorite quote that I'll share is...
1: It's her last favorite
0: quote. My last many favorite, better quotes. My last favorite... That's not what I mean. <laughs> my last favorite quote to share for today is from a book that came out recently called Untamed by Glennon Doyle Milton. And she talks about how when you're in your most painful places, it's impossible to think about being happy. Your goal isn't really to move from pain to happy necessarily. She says, in your painful moments, what is the truest, most beautiful story about your life that you can imagine right now? And when you say words like the truest, most beautiful, that's different than happy, Mm -hmm. right? That's saying you take the situation that you're in right now, if you live it to its truest, most beautiful state, what does that look like? Tapping into your imagination is that creativity. Of imagining what the truest, most beautiful thing is that you could be creating from the situation that you're in. And when you tap into your imagination, that's when possibilities become open to you. Yes? Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I'm dwelling on it now. I have a quote
2: too. I, can, I can't. You're, is it your I last can't favorite? place the quote. Is it your last favorite?
1: <laughs> it's
2: been one of my favorites. I have a. It's a mid favorite. I have like a dozen favorites, but. You know, having the courage to make something through the pain is necessary. And so the quote is, ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. That impacted me at the right time in my life. And I felt like a ship and I felt like I just wanted things to be simple and easy and in harbor. But then I realized, you know, if I'm a ship, that's not what I was built for. Mm -hmm. I was built to go out and have adventure and stories and be in the storm sometimes because the storms are what make you wise. The storms are what make you have deeper, broader, more valuable perspective. A lot of times I think you find that the more pain people experience in their life, the wiser they are and the more that they have to share. End of sentence. End of
1: sentence.
0: <laughs> and now
2: bias Thai food.
0: Okay. Well, why don't we wrap up then? Um, thank I you. Know I
2: brought a lot to the
3: table today.
0: Do you feel like you didn't?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'm just not I don't know I'm just out of it
0: you you know it's okay it's the first time back in a long time it's the first time shoved in a room so small with these yeah, people yeah, yeah.
1: okay I have a quote I <laughs> like
0: I <laughs> don't care what you're talking about <laughs> from, <Ron. It's,
1: laughs> I need
0: to quote something
1: it's from the show Firefly
0: oh yes wonderful mm-hmm.
1: and the quote goes like this it, say, it goes they say that you should not strike someone with a closed fist but it is at times, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote you're giving to us? <laughs> That's what came to mind. Yeah, I'm going to demonstrate that
0: now. <laughs> and then Tom will create something beautiful from the pain. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is how
2: I foster beauty. A video that we'll share with everyone.
0: <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed this content and you want to hear more from us, where can you find us? Is Daffron's yawning? He's yawning over there. Daffron, where can people find Orange us if
3: they want to be? good <laughs> at orange nebula
0: on facebook twitter instagram
3: implication is yes but okay <laughs> 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 don't people know that by now <laughs>
0: yes it's just have
3: any grandma's is there any way to track the uh, metrics the, yes there is the age dem- uh-huh. demo on this uh-huh any like 60 plus year olds probably mark's mom that's right. Oh, dang. I forgot <laughs> about no. it. Mom's listening for me. Hi, Linda. She's going to be like, get that boring daffron guy out of here. He's bringing no, it over the no. table. No. Sorry, Mom.
0: If you <laughs> want sneak peeks at all the most important things, you can sign up for our newsletter at orangenebula.com. Dot com. I don't know.
1: Got or, com.
0: Or orangenebula.com. We have two Facebook groups that you can be a part mm-hmm. of as well the unsettled Facebook group, which is really all about weird science.
1: Actually, find us on YouTube. Ooh, yeah. Where you will currently find next to nothing, but that gon'
0: change. That gon' change change now, yeah. yeah. That gon' change. All right, we appreciate you all. The Outpost community group is where a lot of our jib-jab happens as well, so you can find us in there, okay? Come
1: come jab the jib. All
0: right, we appreciate you all. We hope you make something beautiful out of your darkness.
1: Yeah, we do. Sentence
2: end. Stop being so dark.
0: End of sentence. See you all later. (laughs) I
1: I have a quote. Oh, how does it go? I I think it goes. I'm I'm losing it. I lost lost my quote.
0: It's because Thai food's calling. I know I'm really distracted.
1: We should black out the window (laughs)
0: for
1: for, for future podcasts. That's a new 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 lesson.